We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army and the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to Fireside Chat with Dr. June Knight. So today we're going to talk about that, Brad, okay? We're going to talk about what is the Great Exchange. Well, let's go ahead and get started and then we'll we'll pray and get started. Good morning, Miss Ruby. Uh, Lord, we just come to you this morning. We thank you today on this beautiful Sunday morning, Lord. We thank you for being able to rightly divide the Word of God today. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning, and we give you praise and glory today. You are worthy, Lord, to be praised through it all. And I pray that all people that watch this broadcast, Lord, that they will be set free today, delivered and healed, and taken to another level in you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, the great exchange means I am the bride of Christ. He is my husband. He is... I, I compare it to we are serving our husband, okay? We're married to him. We're the bride. What does that mean? It means that when you get saved, that you then put on his ring, which has his inheritance, uh, his purpose for your life. You walk around in him. You're clothed in him. You represent him in everything that you do, okay? So when you marry the Lord... You have the great exchange. You give up your life and you take on his life. You take on his identity. You take on his cloak, just like when you get married. When you get married, you take on your husband's name, talking to women. You take on your husband's name. You take on your husband's identity. And you trust that your husband's going to make the right decisions for you because he's the head of the house. He is the king of the household. He's the priest of the household. That's how it is with the Lord. We trust the Lord. Let's turn this morning to uh, first, let's see, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. 
Now listen, Brad, I want to encourage you today that we are in the great deception. We are in the days of the falling away, like it talks about here in 2 Thessalonians. So let's address this today. Let's start with verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by the word nor by the letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. Come on now. I pray that none of the bride gets deceived in this hour. For that day shall not come, except there come a great falling away first, and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Okay, so I declare to you today, bride, that we are in this hour. We're in the hour of the great deception, which is why we're doing the 40 days of bringing down the idols, confessing to the Lord what our nation has done. We're being real with him. We're addressing the issues of what we have done to our Father and how we've transgressed transgressed him so being that we are studying today the great exchange we need to know who we are in christ in this hour we need to know who we are we need to know what we carry and we need to be prepared we need to if we're leaders we need to be preparing the bride to be able to be what the lord has called us to be in the name of jesus amen so we need to understand our position in Christ, how we are clothed in Christ. We are married to him. We're the bride, which means the great exchange. I represent him. When people see me, I represent him. And so being that we are in the last days, we are in the great deception, we have to know this up here. We have to know who we are in Christ. Because we do not want to be deceived. The Bible says that in the last days, even the very elect may be deceived. Let's keep going. Remember, we're in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and now we're on verse 3. Now verse 4. Who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. In other words, he's saying the Antichrist will be revealed first. Okay? That's what he's saying here. Then he says, Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things. And know ye that withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time, which means the perfect time in which I believe is here, is now. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with him at the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the work of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. I've been encouraging you, bride. We cannot look at signs, miracles, and wonders upon a person. Because even the Antichrist will operate in signs, miracles, and wonders. That is not a fruit of the Spirit. And the Bible says we judge by the fruits. Okay, so let's keep going. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Come on now. 
All these mornings of Bible study, the Lord says it every morning about truth. Let truth roll through this nation, Lord. Truth is the banner that we, that we wave. Amen. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. We do not want to be in this delusion. When we reject truth, we reject Jesus. He puts us over to a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Lord, cover our heads in the blood of Jesus. Don't let us believe a lie, Lord. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but has pleasure in unrighteousness. Lord, we do not want to be in unrighteousness. We do not want to partner with the lie. We don't want to be a part of this mess. But we are bound to give thanks away to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. We want to walk in truth today, bride. This is the word. Come on now. It's the great exchange. We are walking out of the spirit of this world which operates in a lie. The spirit of the world partnerships with the lying devil. That identity that the world has for us is false. It is not true. The devil wants us to be this and to be that. And how does the devil shape our identity? Television, advertising, marketing, uh, all the different avenues, fears of the worldly identity. It wants to tell you who you are. But God's identity is completely opposite of the world. The world's identity tells you, uh, you can be sexy and you can do this and you can do that. And that's your identity. You have to do this. You have to do that to be accepted by the world. You have to be all um, high and mighty and think about you. It's all about you. It's a very self-pleasing identity. Okay. God's identity is completely, radically opposite. God's identity says, go low, my daughter. It's not about you. Die to yourself. Put yourself under me. I am the one that's the face. I'm the one that's the head. I'm the one that's in the front. You are behind. That's the bride. Okay? We are totally opposite in identities. Okay, and when we marry him, we put his identity upon us. We cloak with him. Okay, so it says here that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but has pleasure in unrighteousness, which means not holy living. But we are bound to give thanks away to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Whereon he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Which means this is our identity. We lay down the identity of the world. 
The identity of the world is what material possessions do you have? What is your career? What do you look like? Uh, it's all on the outward. That is the identity of the world. But the identity of Christ is right here. What is the condition of your heart? God judges by the heart. He doesn't judge this. He doesn't judge the surroundings. He doesn't judge this, like all your accolades, your titles. He doesn't, uh, that means nothing to him. What he wants is that heart. That's why we cannot judge by signs, miracles, and wonders the uh, way that a ministry is. That is, anyone can do that by the devil. They can do that by God. They can do that by New Age spirits. Uh, all the signs, miracles, and wonders, and healings, even healings. Healings is done by Hindus. Healings is done by witches. Healings is done by New Age. We cannot judge a ministry success based upon signs, miracles, and wonders. We judge it by the fruit. Transformation of people. Transformation of hearts. Salvations. Uh... It's so sad, but today we have gotten away from a lot of ministries have gotten away from the cross. We need to stick with the cross. The cross is where salvation is. It's where the truth is. It's where transformation is. Um, not in seeking after signs. A wicked generation that seeks after signs. We cannot do that, bride. Okay, so going back to our identity. When we're married, we have his name. When we're married, we have our husband's identity. It's the same in the body of Christ. We have his identity. Okay. All right. So in verse 15, it says, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught and comfort your hearts and establish you. Okay. Now let's go over here to, uh, let's see here, Second Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 2. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. By the way, that's not the false grace. That is the grace to empower you to do your mission. Okay? And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We are in the army of the living God. Amen. Okay, so the soldiers of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangling himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. In other words, we choose to please the Lord. That's our goal, the husband. We choose to please him. Not the world who says our identity is this way and that way. Okay? And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be the first partaker of the fruits. Wow. What is that saying? We have to give God first of everything in our life because of our position in Christ, knowing who we are in Christ. Okay, consider what I say. The Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ is the seed of David. 
was raised from the dead according to the gospel, wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto the bonds, but the word of God is not bound. I want to explain that, Brad. I tell people, when trouble comes to your house, sickness, uh, financial calamity, um, you know, people coming against you, just strange things. When it comes to your house, the first thing we should do is go to the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, did we open a door somewhere that brought this to my home? Because, see, the biggest disservice to the body of Christ is preachers uh, that they don't teach. They don't teach accountability. They don't teach, you know, type of deal. So we need to be accountable. Go to the Lord. Lord, did I open a door uh, to this? If so, I need to repent. And the Lord, he'll reveal it to you. He'll reveal it to you. You need to repent because you opened the door to the enemy and that's what opened the door for it to come to your house. Instead of just stand up and rebuking the devil, uh, it may have been something we did our own self because we opened the door. Okay, so that's what it means there by that word. When you suffer trouble, go to the Lord and ask him why. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake that they must also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, our salvation, in Christ Jesus, our cloaking, our covering, all this is His identity. We're in Him. What does it mean when we're in Him? Well, it means that we have His identity. We have His promises. We have His protection. His glory upon us. Uh, we're wrapped in him, wrapped in his goodness, wrapped in his love because we're clothed in his identity. Let's keep going, Brad. Okay, so, now this is the key verse right here, Brad, number 11. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. What? Yes, we have to die. We have to die to our own self. We have to die to our desires, our wants, our uh, identity, who we think we are, what we want to do, our passions, our likes. Everything must die in the kingdom. Because... Like I keep saying about this word, Brad. If you love your children more than you love God, you're not worthy of the kingdom. If you love your spouse more than you love God, you're not worthy of the kingdom. If you love this, 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 okay? The Lord will put you to the test. He may take that because you love it too much. He may remove this because you love it too much. He may take that house from you because you loved it too much. You put that house before God. You put that car before God. You put that child before God. You put that husband before God. You put that job before God. He will have no other lovers before him. None. He is a jealous God. And he wants to know that you love him more than you love that. 
okay? We're in his identity, which means our old man must die, our old flesh must die. What we want in our old flesh must die and come under the will of him. Okay, he says it right here. But to live in Christ is gain, which means his identity, desires, and purposes for our life. Also, did it not say in the word, did it not say that he bought us? He bought us as his soldier. Okay? That's what that is. Is the identity he bought, he paid for it. Okay, so it says in verse 11, again, it is a faithful saying. For if we be dead in him, we shall also live with him. Okay? If we suffer, okay, we shall also reign with him. But if we deny him, which means due to our rebelliousness, our stubbornness, our stick-nakedness, if we deny him, okay, if we deny God, he will deny us, okay? That is what the word says. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about the words to profit, to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Study to show yourself approved, bride, unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. Okay? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay? Remember, in all these Bible studies, I've been telling you, truth is the banner that God waves on every one of these idols every day. God wants us walking in truth. Okay? So when we take on His identity, that is the identity of truth, being cloaked in His goodness, His righteousness, His holiness, His purity, His consecration, we, first of all, Bride, I know sometimes it sounds like that's impossible, June. That's impossible to do because of all the sin that I have or I'm doing or whatever. Listen, it is impossible to live perfect. No one is perfect. The Lord, however, through His grace, will help us to be overcomers. He will help us to continue our plot to continue going forward with his grace we can do all things come on now all things through christ who gives us strength we can only do this in him there's no way we could resist sin without his presence let me give you a few keys bride when you get up in the morning after you say of course good morning holy spirit good morning lord when you get up, pray on the full armor of God. This way you put your armor on, soldier. I'm talking to the soldiers, okay? You will put your armor on. When I get up in the morning, this is what I say. Lord, I thank you today for the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. My loins go about with truth. My feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 
the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit, and the garment of praise, Lord. I receive this full armor of God by faith today, Lord. Clothed in the blood of Jesus, clothed in your presence. I thank you that the angels are surrounding me and protecting me and protecting my home and protecting my possessions. And then I go into praying for my family and covering my family and sending angels to my family to protect them. Come on now. That's because I have that right. I am a child of the Most High God. I am the Bride of Christ. I have this authority that God has granted unto me. Amen. It's a protection that I have because, come on, only because of who I am in Christ. Nothing having to do with my filthy rags. Nothing having to do with me. Okay? I have to die to me and have to live in Christ to gain. Okay? That's the whole point of Christianity. Dying to yourself and letting Christ reign. All right, let's continue in the Word. This Word is good this morning, isn't it, bride? The word of the Lord is meaty. Okay, so it says right here in verse 15 again. It says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, and rightly dividing the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Ugh, we avoid that. Amen. And their word will eat as does a canker of whom the Hamanius and Philetus, who according to truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. I just want to say there is some teachings out there like that right now. We renounce it, rebuke it, and cast that sucker out, saying that Jesus is already coming. He's not coming again. We renounce that. Come on now. Our Savior is coming. Jesus is coming. Whether we believe, bride, that it is mid-trib, post-trib, or uh, pre-trib, as long as we know that our King is coming, either way it goes. If He's coming in the middle, if He's coming in the end, we can endure, bride. We can do all things. We're the army of the living God. We don't have nothing to fear. Why would we even be scared to go through? Come on now. God has a purpose for us being here. Look, don't you think this is awesome, bride, that God chose us to live in this generation? He chose us, the ones. Look, how awesome is this? Okay, think about the Word of God, right? Okay, let's go back here to the end. This is where we're at. And God chose us to live right here. How awesome is that? Is God not amazing? Because he chose us, he trusted us enough to finish out the word. We're it. We're finishing. We are the end, the last chapter, the last verse. This is us, and he chose us to do this. We're not going out of here a weak bride. Come on now. We're going out of here a strong bride. We're going out of here as a victorious army. Taking that banner of truth. Taking that banner of righteousness. Saying, we will not bow to Baal. We're like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on now. We're not going to bow to Baal. We are going to obey the Lord if it costs our life. Because the Lord's already spoken. Those in the last days that lose their life for his name should wear a robe of righteousness. A white robe. A blood-stained white robe. Because of what we have carried. That is the generation we're in, Brian. We're going to be proud. To go out with the Lord carrying that tree of life with us. We're going to make the right decision. And not choose the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Which is self. 
The tree of knowledge of good and evil builds up yourself. A lot of the gospel today, the idol is the uh, greasy grace and false hope. Is raising up the idol of self. Feed me, feed me. Uh, help me feel good. Tell me what blessings I get today. It's all positive. That's feeding off the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Come on now. We want the tree of truth. We want that tree of life. Lord, tell me what I need to do to get there. Come on now. What do I need to do to carry your banner and to carry this gospel across the earth, Lord? Give me the truth. Don't tickle me, Elmo, for nothing. Don't, don't tickle my ears, please. I want to carry the truth across the world. And Lord chose us to do it because he knows that he will give us the strength. He will give us the grace to be able to do it, bride. We don't have to fear if we have to go through until Jesus comes. And we have to experience the Antichrist. And we have to be challenged on taking that mark of the beast, taking the chip, the human implantation chip, the radio frequency identification device that we cannot take because then we will go to hell forever in a day. Okay? We can do this because God chose us to live for such a time as this. We can do all things. We don't have to fear nothing. God is with us. We have a host of angels with us. Okay? We are that generation. Isn't this so exciting, bride? We, we are the team. We are the crew. We are the ones that God chose for the last days. We are the one where the book is still being written. And we get to be a part of this. Isn't this exciting? So what we have to make sure of, bride, is that we are not deceived in this hour. We have to make sure we are clothed in his garment. Shedding off the old, getting rid of the old, which, by the way, does mean a lot of us have to have demons cast out. <gasps> what do you mean? A Christian can have a demon? Yes, you can. A Christian can have a demon. We are a body. We're three parts, like God is. We live in a body. We possess a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we have a spirit. The spirit is what God gave us. The spirit is what is in tune with heaven at all times. The soul is what battles all the time between the spirit and the body. The soul is in the middle. You have the spirit over here that's always truth, always tuned into heaven. Then you have the body over here that's the flesh that's always pulling. Me, 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 satisfy me. And see, that's another point about these churches of the false grace or greasy grace and false hope. It's always satisfying this over here. But this over here is what we have to satisfy. And the only way we can do it is to keep, keep it like this. We have to keep the flesh down here. And we have to keep the spirit up here. Well, how do you do that? Well, a lot of times you got to fast. you got to read the word. you got to pray. And sometimes you got to do it with your own mouth. And you got to tell your body, you will... Come under the will of the Lord. You will not have sex with that man. You will not be tempted to do that. I command you to go low in the name of Jesus. You know, talking to yourself. I refuse to walk in that place. I refuse to partner with that. I refuse to touch the unclean thing. I refuse to partner with that political ideology that goes against the kingdom of heaven. I refuse to even partner my name with something that's going to go against the kingdom of God. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I will not do that. Why? Because of what we carry. 
We have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on the inside of us. Do we represent, do we walk as ambassadors of the kingdom of God on this earth? If so, we're very careful where we go. We're very careful what we touch. We're very careful how we look. We're very careful what we say to people. It's because of what we represent, Bride. Hey, let's keep going. This is good stuff. Okay, so. All right, so let's see. Okay, here we go. Number 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Bride, does he know that you're his? Does he know it? Do we know it? How do, how do we know? What's our surety that we know? Then he says, And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Well, what is iniquity? Well, let's just look up the definition. Let's look it up. Iniquity. Okay. Immoral or grossly unfair behavior. A den of iniquity. Immoral or grossly unfair behavior. A violation of right or duty. Wicked act. Sin. Sin. You know, the Bible says that sin crouches at the door, waiting to come in. You know, temptation is not a sin. Did you know that, Brian? When I'm tempted, it's not a sin because I could be the devil tempting you. It could be your own flesh tempting you. But where it is a sin is when you ponder on it and you consider. Okay, I agree with that. Like, say I'm, say I'm around this really good-looking, sexy man. And I look at him and I'm... I'm lust, my first thought is to lust after him, like, wow, he is really sexy. And then I said, you know, it's in my mind, I don't say it. You know, but in my mind, I'm thinking this. But if I look at him and then I'm like, if I agree with this thought, yes or no, is where this comes in. Yes, why don't you think about that man being sexy? Okay, then I'm agreeing with this temptation and then I'm going into it. Hmm, what would it be like? Oh, I'd love, you know. I'm pondering what I could do with this. My eyes, this lust of the eyes. That is when it gets into sin. But let's say that man comes along and I'm thinking, oh, that man is sexy. And then I'm like, I rebuke you, devil. And I just keep moving on. See, that's where I overcome that temptation. Temptation is not the sin. It's what you do with it that's the sin. Okay? That's what they're talking about in the scripture right here about iniquity. What are we going to do about iniquity? Okay, let's read it again. The Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. I refuse to participate in sin. I refuse to participate in gross injustice and wickedness. And then it says, But in a great house... There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. So to me, what does that say? The wheat and the tares. They're going to be in the same house, but some are honored and some are not. Some are honored and some are dishonored. Okay? 
But if a man therefore purge himself, what? You mean I have to take an action against this sin? Yes, you have to take a stand to walk in righteousness, holiness, purity, and consecration. You have to take a stand against this iniquity trying to crouch in the door. Remember the scripture says that sin therefore crouches at the door. So you have to speak to that thing and say, I will not and I refuse to participate with you. Okay? So, associations as well. When you partner with associations, partner with sin, evil, and wicked associations, it's the same thing. So it says, if a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Hallelujah, Jesus. And then, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness. Remember, bride, what is righteousness? Righteous living. Right living. Faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strives. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth, which means it's another verse about truth. He's saying give patience when you're trying to teach the truth and you're trying to impart the truth into people. Okay, let's move on to verse 3. Remember we talked about in the beginning of this sermon that we are in the days of the great deception. We're in the last days, Brian. We talked about that in 2 Thessalonians. That's where we was at. But now we're in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And now he's talking to us again, the bride in this last day. He says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. My goodness, do we see that today? That is a God of self. Lovers of their own selves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce bakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good come on now that's happening persecution is ramping up in america traitors heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god when we take on god's identity we have to leave the pleasures of this world back there that's the difference of taking on his identity and taking on the identity of the world see a lot of people they say they don't want to come to church because then they can't have no more fun. Well, it's a different type of fun. It is fun, but it's a different type of fun. It doesn't, it's not fun to your flesh. It's fun in the spirit. Because when you get saved, you realize there's a difference between the uh, temporary pleasure and the earthly pleasure versus eternal pleasure. Happy, joy, quick, forever. Do you see the difference? 
We have the temporary pleasure to satisfy the flesh, which always wants everything now and is impatient. Over here. Over here. Eternal. Joyful. Uh, reward later. Building up. Uh, increasing. Kingdom of God. Over here on this side. The identity that we place on in Christ is always over here. We keep everything in the eternal perspective. If I do this, how is this going to affect me in this kingdom? Not, oh, my flesh wants to do that right now. I've got to have that right now. The price of that sin, satisfying that flesh right now, has a very great price. And you open a door to the enemy when you do that. Okay? Let's go back to the word, Brad. Don't you love the word? It's so meaty. Okay. So then it says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Brad, I'll submit to you today. When we talk about the greasy grace and the, the uh, false hope, that is a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. The power thereof is truth. Waving the banner of truth. That is the power. The truth. Because it's like a sword and it cuts asunder. It cuts asunder the false from the truth. Come on now. Yes, Lord. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers' lust ever learning and never being able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The truth is what we wave the banner of truth. Every morning in these Bible studies, God continually stresses truth. This is what God wants us to walk in, in truth. That's our banner. Amen. You can be a part of this uh, seeker-friendly empowerment, life coaching, uh, make you feel good about your flesh, uh, but it's ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what it does. It builds up the flesh, but it doesn't come to that supernatural power, which is the truth of God. The truth, bride, is always cleansing. The truth is always uh, connected to the pure river of God, the crystal clear waters from the throne. That is the truth. Because the truth is spoken and it is released, and it doesn't matter, it doesn't consider, um, you know, extenuating circumstances. The truth is there. The truth is the truth is the truth. That is this. This word never changes. The truth always trumps circumstances. It always trumps uh, situations and things. When people ask me to minister to them, and they ask me to pray with them, to minister to them, and they tell me their situations, I tell them up front, I will speak the truth. I'm held accountable to God about what I say, and I will not sugarcoat it. And I, if it hurts them, I'm sorry, but the truth is the truth. 
And do you know what? The truth is what sets people free. That's the problem we have in our country right now. We don't have enough of it. Come on, we need a revival of truth. All right, let's keep going. All right, so ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, and then it says, Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Wow. I want to look up that word, Brian. All right, I want to see for myself. What does the word reprobate mean? Reprobate. Because we have read in the word where God says, I'm going to put them over to a reprobate mind. And these are preachers. Preachers that are teaching this false stuff. God's going to put them over to a delusion and a reprobate mind. So what does it mean? An unprincipled person. Often used humorously or affectionately. Uh, a sinner who is not of the elect or predestined to damnation. All in that sad bride. Unprincipled. Filled with disapproval. Oh, I did not know it meant that. I was thinking a reprobate mind was, I'm leaving you to your own craziness. You know, I'm allowing you to walk off and thinking that you're right in your own eyes. But you're just going to send your own self to hell. That's basically what he's saying there. So it says, men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. Oh, that is so sad. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men. Wow. Bride, it has been prophesied time and time again that's going to happen this year in 2018. A lot of exposure of false prophets this year. Some deaths of false prophets. Uh, people that are handling and mishandling the word of God. It's going to be sad to see, bride, I'm telling you. As theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine. Remember, bride, I've been teaching you doctrine is so important. Because the emergent church, the um, ecumenical movement, all that stuff is doing away with doctrine. They're blurring doctrine. They're blending all these different faiths, blending everything. And it's all humanism. It's all a God to your own self. Uh, that's exactly what that was. So we need to treasure doctrine. And remember, like I said this morning, Martin Luther, when he nailed that thesis on the wall of the Catholic Church, okay, when he did that, he put his foot down on doctrine. And he said, I am protesting the Catholic Church because of the idols you're teaching and this justification. And a lot of people died over that doctrine. We have got to treasure the doctrine of the Lord and not participate in other things that involve wrong doctrine. Manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions. What? You mean Christians are going to go through persecution? Yes. And if you're not persecuted, something's not right with you. I'm telling you. You're not rubbing the devil wrong or something. Persecutions, afflictions, uh, which come unto me in Antioch, in Iconium, and Lystra, with what persecutions I endured. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. The Lord will deliver us too, Brian. And listen to this. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus 
shall suffer persecution right here i want to show you verse 12 look at that all all that are in christ jesus will suffer persecution if you're not suffering persecution something is wrong with what you're doing what you're around amen but evil men and seducers which is what's happening today in the body of Christ, this great deception that is here, seducers shall wax worse and worse, which is, this is so happening right now, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. In other words, bride, be assured of who you are in Christ. Know who you are in Christ. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God might be perfect Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Bride, what is that saying right there? It is saying this is for doctrine, reproof, correction, and direction. Come on now. We need to uh, want God to correct us. Want to go to church where we can be whipped into shape and allow God to put us back on the right path. Because the Bible says that even the very elect may be deceived. Now, Brad, let's go over to Revelation 20. I mean, the last chapter in the Bible, Revelation 22. I want to show you something, Brad. This whole chapter is the last book of the Bible. This is it. Okay, this is it. This is the last chapter of the Bible. And I want to explain something to you, Brad. This talks about the river and the tree of life. When I wrote that book, The Clarion Call to Unity and the Bride of Christ, when the Lord showed me the end of what's coming in that book, and I put it in that book, the Lord showed me that in the beginning of time, mankind, Adam and Eve, chose the wrong tree. They chose the tree of life, which is what? Self. Satisfy and gratify self. The flesh. We are the last generation. We are going to choose the tree of life. We are going to choose the right tree, even if it kills us. We're going to deny flesh. We're going to bring it low. And we're going to do what God has called us to do in this army. Okay? Tree of knowledge of good and evil. Tree of life. This is what this talks about. In Revelation chapter 22, look at this, Brad. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne and of the Lamb. Isn't this beautiful, Brad? In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Bride, I submit to you today, 
that humans are the nations. I represent the nation of the Cherokee Indians. There may be somebody who represents the nation of the African American or the Africans. And then you have, you know what I mean? You have all these different nations that make up the tree of life. Okay? Alright, let's see here. And then also notice this the number 12 manner of fruits. 12 disciples, apostles, see to me. Okay, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Don't you want to serve the Lord, bride? Wouldn't that be beautiful to be standing by looking at this beautiful crystal clear river, seeing the tree of life with all those pretty fruits on it, and then we get to be there with the Lord? Won't that just be amazing? And then we get to serve the Lord. And they shall see His face. How many of us, bride, want to see the Lord's face? Yes. Won't that be awesome? And His name shall be in their forehead. Remember what I taught you about the mark of the beast, bride. Remember I explained about the marks. God wants to mark us. He wants his name on us. The devil wants to mark you with this chip. He wants to make us man to machine. He wants to insert, cut and insert, and put in a, a piece of computer chip that looks like the grain, size of a grain of rice, and it, they shoot it inside you, and it embeds in your tissues, and then it becomes part of your DNA. It will be able to tell the beast everything about you. Once it enters you like sex, it, you become one. That's what the Lord told me and told me to put in the book. You become one with the beast, and that's why there is no redemption for you. You're eternally sent to hell. You're eternally damned. You're put over to a reprobate mind, which means headed for damnation. His name shall be on their foreheads. Who wants God's name on our forehead? And there shall be no night there. You know, I just had a revelation. Hallelujah, Jesus. Wow. I just had such a revelation. I'm trying not to cry, Brian. Wow. Why do you think God wants to put his name on our foreheads? Why? Because we're the image of him. He created us. He wants his name written right there. When he looks at us, he will see himself. He will see his beautiful work of his hands. And that his creation is turned around to want to be with him and turned around and wanted to bless him. That's why God wants his name on our foreheads. He wants to see his creation. That's why we cannot allow the beast to brand us. With this chip, the mark of the beast, we don't want his name on our forehead. It sends us to eternal damnation. Right here in Revelation chapter 22. It says right here that he wants to see his name on our foreheads. And he says that right here. Uh, where was that scripture? Okay, verse 4. 
Here we are in verse 5. And there shall be no night there, and they don't need a candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light. Won't that be amazing, bride, to see Jesus, to see his face, and it lights the whole city? Isn't that just amazing? Uh, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Now this is Jesus talking. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I heard them and seen, I fell to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See, no, see, you don't do that. For I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. Now I just want to say right there, a bribe from verse 9. We cannot take the glory for anything that God does through our hands or through our lives because it's all Him. We are all servants of the Lord. So when a sign, miracle, or wonder, or salvation, or something great, deliverance, or whatever happens to us, we cannot take the glory. That's what this angel is saying. No, please, no. You know, we cannot take the glory. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is, this is what I wanted to tell you, bride. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. So, bride, when we're talking about clothing ourselves in Christ, covering ourselves in his identity, we have to remember that. We cannot control, bribe what other people do out there. Even your own family, even your children, even your spouse, even your pastor, even anyone around you. You cannot control that. You can only control this yourself. So the word says right here in the last chapter of the Bible, let them be what they're going to be. They're going to be that way. Okay? Let them do what they're going to do, but I'm choosing in this hour to live for the Lord no matter what. I'm going to be in the army of the living God. I'm going to have his name on my forehead, and no other name shall be attached to me. Come on. And you are not chipping me. You are not marking me. You are not uh, branding me in any way. Only God brands me. So he's saying... Let them do what they're going to do, okay? We cannot keep our eyes focused on all that. We have to keep it focused in here. We have to keep it focused. What is God saying to me? What am I supposed to do? Am I obeying him? Am I in the army of the living God and am I obeying him? That's what the most important thing in this hour is obedience, okay? So then he says, and behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me. Remember we talked about the reward of the eternal, which is what Christianity is over here, versus the reward of satisfaction of right now. This is impatient. This is patient. This is temporal. This is eternal. This is what we're living for. And the Lord says right here in this book, And behold, I come quickly. 
My reward is with me over here. To give every man according to his work shall be. What? You mean I can't live this for my kids? I can't be, I can't make them be saved. I can't do this myself and say that I, uh, they can be saved through me, even though they're in sin. Can't they uh, come in? Because no, the Lord is saying right here, I will deal every man to his individual what he has done and who he is and his relationship with me. We can only be held accountable for our own self. That's why, Bride, we have to keep our eyes focused on ourself and our sins. He says, how can you judge everyone else when you can't even pluck out the own beam out of your eye? We have to be willing to look at ourselves, keep it focused on ourselves. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments. I just read in the word this morning, you will know them by keeping his commandments. Well, what about these ones that are teaching the commandments are done away with because of Jesus? No, most certainly not. Those commandments were written by God's hand. That is God's heart. He's our Father, and we fear Him. We have to do His commandments. That's the least we should do. So blessed are they that do His commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. For without... Bride, on the other side of those gates are dogs, sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loves and makes a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that is thirsty come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto the plagues that are written in this book. But if any man shall take away from the words of this book of this prophecy, God shall take his part out of the book of life and out of this holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Now listen, Brian, that's why I do not like this New Living Translation. The New Living Translation left out a whole bunch of verses. It is totally just rewritten this. We cannot participate in that. Uh, you take away from this, you take away from me. Me and this word, we're one. I partner with this. This is who I am. This is my cloak. And you take away from me, you're offending God. You know? So we can't do that. This is our banner that we wave. This is the truth. And I encourage you, bride, stand up for the truth. When you're with people at the local market and you hear them speaking untruth, stand up and say, No, that's really not true. The Word of God says this, and that's the truth. And stick to your guns. Don't worry about being beat or cast out or, or castrized because you're, um, you know, speaking the truth. This is the hour that the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have to rise up. Okay? 
So I just want to encourage you in that today, Bride. I pray you have a blessed Sunday uh, afternoon. I pray that the Lord blesses you. Let me pray for you real quick. Lord, we thank you for the word presented to us today, Lord. We pray that we choose today to put on your identity and to put on your cloak and to clothe ourselves in your grace and in your mercy today, Lord. We clothe ourselves in your identity and we thank you and give you praise, Lord. We want your seal upon our forehead, Lord. We want your identity on us. And we want you to uh, lead us into the right paths today, Lord. We thank you and give you praise for this word today, Lord. And may you be lifted up today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, bride. Well, hey, I love you. God bless you. Um, I pray that y'all have a good day today knowing who you are in Christ. All right, bride, God bless you. All love and blessings to you, sister. Thank you for tuning in, sister. God bless y'all.